Jeff Snyder here on Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to be talking about National Treasure 3, apparently, X-Men and Alice in Wonderland sequels, Power Rangers, all kinds of good stuff, maybe Jamie Bell as the new Bond, who knows, stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Hey, Jeff. Good morning, Simon. You're back. That's right. I missed you. Rising like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> a big, a big beardy phoenix. I am Jeff Snyder, uh, host of Meet the Movie Press, and with me as always is my boy... What's up? Simon Thompson. Bitches! Yeah, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How was your How was your week off last week? Oh yeah, man. It's been uh, it's been a, a wild been a roller coaster uh, of a month. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, ultimately I agreed to uh, to part ways with with the rap, and yep. I'm gonna miss uh, a lot yep. of my colleagues over there. Um, had a good run. Hey, looking looking for a new challenge. You know, if something doesn't end, something else can't begin, my friend. I'm actually trying to join the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Yeah, exactly. Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a good week. I've gotten I've focused on me, you know. Okay, like been uh, working out. I can tell. Been uh, clearly. <laughs> I hit the treadmill uh, th- three or four days running. Nice. I lifted some weights. Good. Ran some. Did some laps in the pool. Awesome. So. Yeah, and I've been watching old movies, which we're going to talk about, and yeah. keeping an eye on things as always. I still find myself checking all the uh, the do. normal websites yeah. and that kind of stuff. You but say yeah. normal, you say normal, but right? Are they not? Yeah, they're not, <laughs> not really normal, are they? But yeah, after 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 ten years mm. uh, at the trades, um, you know, I think it, it it may be time to try something else. Okay, I don't know. I started out as a film critic. Uh, I'm still open to writing about movies, but yeah, the breaking news stuff. It was just it's very competitive. Very tough line of work, and uh, you know, it, it, I didn't like the person that I was necessarily becoming doing that stuff. Okay. You know, constantly hustling. So, um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes as a reporter, because since this is Meet the Movie Press, well, we can talk about it a little bit. It, it does feel like you have a thousand bosses because it's not just like the people at, at work, mm. um, you know, editors and, and that kind of stuff. But it's like the publicists and the managers and the agents and, and people just keep dumping these releases and news. It's like, you yeah. know, and every little thing now that these companies do, they want a, a separate story for. So they could pick up a movie one day and the next week there's the release date story. It's just like kind of endless. Uh, and, and I guess, you know, feeling a little burnt out. So looking forward to recharging the batteries. Nice. Going away this summer to Anguilla. Do you have any trips coming up? Uh, I'm going home after this. Yeah? Yeah. That, okay, but it's no. Awesome. Well, you travel no, a lot for I work, don't. though. I, so I you do, do get I around. Do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you make me sound like a, a whore. But um, <laughs> yes, I do. I get around. Um, you I get spend, to visit uh, exotic locales. I do. I do. Like Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come to exotic Atlanta. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but no, I, I don't have any trips planned. But you're, you're going away. I'm, what am I, um, I going to do? Yeah, Last week, you We'll, we'll you find someone. Dickie, Dickie filled in. He was Dickie able. Did a great he's, job. he's wonderful, yeah, Josh Dickie. Thank awesome you to job. him. Uh, so, yeah. Let's let's you know start talking about the movies. Enough okay. about me. Okay. Uh, so where do we want to start? We should start with this Bond thing. Yeah. I um, mean, you take it away because this is your so, character here. So this is something that I read. Um, Got to give props to Slash Film for this one. Um, Jamie Bell apparently has had conversations with Barbara Broccoli. Was it wait? Was it Slash Film or was it the Daily Mail? 
well, if it's in the Daily Mail, it's clearly bollocks. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I read it on Slash Film. Basically, okay. apparently, Jamie Bell has had a conversation with Barbara Broccoli about possibly stepping in as James Bond. Now, we, we discussed this briefly before the show started. Mm-hmm. We both agree that this is probably the worst idea out there I'm for, not, for casting. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean... I mean, I don't... I, I don't like Jamie Bell. Like he's, Jamie he's, Bell. A, he's a terrific yeah. actor. Exactly. Um, Bond? No. I he's just, not... I don't see him as Bond. I don't see him being like the... But I, he was with Evan Rachel Wood for a while, so mm, I mean, that, I guess in real life he, he's a, he's a bit of a stud in my book because she's great. Yeah, but like I don't I, see I don't, him being I don't like think this ladies' man. Evan Rachel Wood kind of really makes you bond, but makes you bond. I'm just but. mean. I just mean like I don't really look at Jamie Bell and see like this kind of suave sex symbol, which is kind of how I think of Bond. I also don't see him as you know they tend to cast people who are on the cusp of something big. And then, like Daniel Craig, he's done a lot of great movies, right. really good character roles. And then he was like, "Oh, okay, interesting." I don't worked see... with Jamie Bell before too, right? In what Defiance? Uh, no, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Tintin. I mean, he's great in Tintin. I mean, you don't <laughs> see him in Tintin, but you know, I mean, I I don't dislike Jamie Bell, but do I see him as James Bond? No. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I struggle I don't to picture as... that one as well. I don't um, think the audience would buy it. It just would feel it, a little bit like it's kind of Muppet Babies meets Born, right? Like I'm not like I'm yeah. not a big fan. I, I get like doing the Han, young Han Solo as yeah. like Han Solo as as a boy or a yeah. young man or whatever. Bond's a man, you know. Yeah. I don't want to. Not that Jamie Bell's a boy because he's obviously not. But it's just he can't. Know, I want fill like rugged. I want yeah. He's, I just can he he can't even like can he grow a beard like I, 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 don't, I don't know I don't know Jamie Bell if you're watching um tell us we, if you can grow a beard listen I I like Jamie Bell a lot I yeah. think he's really talented um he can do a lot but, of things but yeah James Bond I I just I don't see no it. I interesting that they want to go young like that though yeah. But, but I mean, maybe Zac Efron will be Bond. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit. I would, I would rather have Zac Efron as Bond. I mean, physically, he'd be all right. But I, I don't see that happening either. I want to know what oh, kind of Oprah supp- Winfrey. What Oprah Winfrey is, is Bond. Is that all weight room Zac Efron, or is that some supplement? Because he's looking like The Rock these days. Wasn't that? Don't know. He is. Uh, if you saw, uh, did you see Neighbors Two? Yeah, yeah. He's um, jacked. Jacked. He's seriously like looking good. Anyways, but. So- yeah. So, uh, so Jamie Bell uh, Bond. I, I'm. I'm not. Do, okay. Well, for enough. For, uh, uh, leaving the Jamie Bell aside, do you want to see Daniel Craig back for another Bond? Do you want to see him down the? No. I think, uh, You're done. Me, You've had your fill. Well, I just got the. I got the feeling from Spectre that he's just kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a really. It was a nice end, and, and the ending yeah. of the film was kind of final. So it's four movies he's done, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I think it's time to move on. Um... So yeah, I mean, I, I, if he came back, I wouldn't be like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm sick of Daniel Craig. Right. But if he didn't come back, I'm like, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with that. You know. Interesting. And I know. Uh, I, I mean, would you like to see him back? I, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. Like, I, I agree. The last Bond was not very good. I know Daniel Craig seems a little sick of playing the character. Uh, at least that's what he said in the press. I don't know if that's yeah. a negotiating tactic or whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I probably, I'm, he's had a good run. Yeah, I you know he's done a great job. The rights are still up in the air, and and you know someone I think someone wrote an update this week that mentioned Sony and Warner Brothers 
Warner Brothers has always been the presumed new home, mm. uh, I guess, because of Kevin Sujahara's relationship uh, with with the Broccoli's or you know Michael Wilson. Um, but to me, Sony has elevated this franchise. It's taken the Bond franchise to a new level uh, this decade. Yeah, and I don't see why you would mess that up. I would keep it there if I, you know, if I was MGM. Yeah, but it's a profitable franchise. Sure. You know, and... Uh, so you th- so studio- make, it's going to make money anyway, anywhere, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, who, the thing is that, the, the you know, the Broccoli's have got their hands all over this. So wherever they take it, it's always going to be that bond. But it's... it's They're not going to let... Just because it's in a different studio, it's not like you're going to get the equivalent of a Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right, no, you're I, not gonna get I, I get that. It, right, bond. it's still their bond. Yeah, yeah. I just think Sony's actually made a good partner, and I don't know, you know... Sony does need it. it. They do need it. Um, would they be willing to overpay for it? Because it, it's controlled by MGM. Yeah. Uh, and and so what what Sony did, if I'm uh, recalling correctly, they cut MGM in on its own slate. Like you know, MGM's partner on Jump Street mm. and that kind of stuff. Um, I think Magnificent Seven. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's how the Bond deal worked. And I think Sony have a a, a good relationship with you know. Um, uh, the, the producers yeah, and etc. So why, why mess with a good thing? Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's kind of like a, it's almost like a pissing contest. If you're a studio, what studio wouldn't want Bond? I mean, I right. wouldn't have a problem with it going to Warner. I think no, if it Warner went Brothers to the Disney, studio. I think that would be a little bit greedy on Disney's part, and I can't see that happening. But that I think would be amazing. But Sony have done really. If if Bond went to Disney, I mean, Bond's not really an R-rated character. Like, yeah. it kind of fits. I don't know if I would like to see a Disneyfied James Bond though. That's saying and Disney Universal fied. couldn't take it because they've got Bourne. So team them up, <laughs> anyways. We'll, we'll <laughs> move on. We'll move on. Yeah. Speaking of team ups, yeah. Uh, the Power Rangers. Yeah. We already have them, them teaming up for a movie. Oh shit! And yes. now the uh, head of Lionsgate in mm. a call, probably with investors, to get them excited yes. and say we have franchises coming. Mm. Uh, said that we have seven, seven, up to seven more Power Rangers movies coming. Yeah. Uh, you, you're probably. I mean, this is terrible, but you want to keep that to yourself. Yeah, it's like Lionsgate. You're drunk. Go home. I think it's just like. Everyone gets ahead of themselves. I, I I get that you're supposed to like fire up the investors yeah. and, and show them the franchises that you have. and it could very well could launch a franchise. Yeah, but pull three out of the bag. Don't mm-hmm. pull seven. Yeah, yeah. Three's fine. It's like we're going to do a right, trilogy. Seven. It's lovely. Like, it's like it's neither here nor there. It's not. <laughs> it's not ten. It's not five. Right. There's it's not even. Not a there's not even seven Terminator movies. Thank fuck. <laughs> Thank God for like, that. You know what movie? You know what franchises get seven movies like other than Fast and Furious, like Transformers, Ch- Children of the Corn. <laughs> oh yes, Friday the Thirteenth. That's oh, the kind of shit that gets seven. Yeah. seven movies in a franchise. Yeah, so but just no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of like seven Power Rangers movies. I don't know where. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm we'll just not. That. It's not even something like okay, fine. It's it's something that. I could see a trilogy. That would work. I could see them doing a story arc. That's kind of... Say thing. five, seven. Yeah, five. Seven is kind You're of... You're making headlines a, for the wrong reasons yeah, with seven. Yeah, I'm not... By enough more than you but can But I don't chew. know if... I mean, I'm quite excited about to see what, they, what they're what they going to do with Power Rangers because so far it's looking pretty good on paper who they've got involved. But I'm kind of like... I'm just not seeing it as a... As a, as a Fast and Furious, I'm not seeing it as a generation well, it, after generation. No, it kinda... doesn't. It doesn't have the stars. It, it's Elizabeth Banks is I the just biggest don't star think in the people give movie. enough of a no, fuck. I, I think this That's was like a, a kitschy sort of thing back yeah. in the '90s. 
It was like not cool to like Power Rangers. Like kids got made fun of for that. I know. I think. So. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although the the pink one was hot. She was fit. Um. Great. All right. Let's see. That's we an got uh... into my teenage years. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sharing with us, and I'm not even just, listening. I'm just on to the next news That's item. Fine. So what's next? Thank you for opening up. It's to my me, pleasure. Simon. Thank you. Um, Blumhouse, mm. big move this week. Yeah. They're going to be doing a, the the Halloween reboot with John Carpenter himself producing. Yeah, and a lot of people on online this week were kind of like, "Why don't you just let John Carpenter direct?" Now it's not a matter of letting him. I think if he yeah. wanted to, they probably, he probably could. No, um, I am a big John Carpenter fan, um, but I also think he's made some films that some really stinkers. Aren't. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a fair few. I mean, do you remember The Ward from a couple of years ago? Which That'd was be a no. <laughs> okay. It was it was kind of a, a, a psychological horror movie set in a psychiatric hospital. It was not. It well, it wasn't effective. It was kind of interesting visually, mm-hmm. but it wasn't scary at all. And it wasn't even kind of like not scary as in the thing not scary. But it's kind of like it didn't have the the atmospherics at all to make it an intense experience. Okay. Um, and I just was like I don't think he's perhaps got think he's peaked like his his best days have passed him by yeah i just don't think he's got the directing chops anymore to perhaps really do what it could do okay well he's done some amazing movies he's one of my favorite directors but is he is he he's not retired from directing right no he's still like trying to drum up financing for some projects he's been developing for a while for me he's kind of like wes craven who's an amazing an amazing director Mm -hmm. has done some fantastic films and obviously sadly died no longer with us but you kind of felt that with some of the later projects that he was directing they just he just didn't yeah it's always hard absolute stinkers yes of course real obviously it's hard to live up to some of those early classics um but uh, I think it's great that he's involved. Yeah, that's a good sign. It's a really good sign. I think it's super cool for Blumhouse. Like, you know, and it's a good we franchise. All, I mean, that's such a big entry point into the horror genre for so many of us, Halloween. Uh, and it is sort of like terrible what has happened to to Michael Myers and that uh, franchise. So I would like to see it resurrected uh, and done in a cool original way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I he's one of my favorite Do- horror icons. Did you see Adam Wingard's been tweeting about no. Halloween? I think Adam Wingard's been tweeting about it. Okay. And then there was another story that Mike Flanagan was going to do it because he's worked with Blumhouse a lot. Okay. Uh, between Flanagan and Wingard, do you have a preferred director? Probably Wingard. Yeah, me too. Out of the two. I mean, I think they would, they could both do a really good job with it, and I'd mm-hmm. be really interested to see what their visions are. But I think for me, probably Wingard would, would just get that. Um, yeah, no, I, w- I would love to see him. I mean, we can get some opinions on it. We're going to be taking calls again today, so we can... Oh, okay, yeah, sure. We uh, some, we'll, do, we'll do about uh, 10 more that. minutes of news, and then we'll start taking some calls. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Johnson signing up for this movie called Skyscraper that Legendary just won in a bidding war. Yeah. Uh, it's described as a Chinese diehard meets Towering Inferno, which is what I suspect it will really be. Diehard Inferno. Diehard Inferno. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I... I... I like the idea of that. I mean, there are lots of ideas out there at the moment in Hollywood where, I mean, I, I've got friends that are working on scripts for various films that are kind of like, oh, it's like Die Hard on a Blur. It's Die Hard this. It's Die Hard that. But if it was set in a skyscraper, it is really close to Die Hard. But I think if they if they kind of play with the idea and they do bring something original, and Dwayne Johnson, you know, as, as much as we do mock him, 
sometimes. No, wait. We love Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I, I was just upset that he got sucked into this marketing Don't have to worry about thing. that now. With, I don't. You're don't right. Don't have to worry about that. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would totally, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm almost at the Grove handing in my $15 to get a theater ticket already. Because I'm on board. With I mean, this. he he is the, no, the the premier action star. That's how you set your yeah. movie apart. He's the Arnie of of now. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, Statham. I like Statham movies, but he's like a little one note. You know. Yeah. Um, he kind of plays the same character. Dwayne Johnson um, is just a blast. He's just entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and so I think he's sort of the perfect fit for uh, a, a kind of diehard movie set in China. Obviously, this is it, it will probably be, end up being a Chinese, you, you know, U.S. co-production. Yeah, it'll get a big release in China, and that's happening increasingly now. Yeah, of course, increasingly. Uh, and you know, he'll have a, a Chinese love interest or someone to save or something like but that. Here's an idea: if they're going to do effectively a Chinese diehard, mm-hmm. why not make it an actual good? diehard movie which they haven't done since the third one and perhaps have bruce willis in it as well and make it a diehard movie oh no don't don't shove bruce willis into this come on he's not doing anything (laughs) a guy's got to pay his rent come on i know you're a miserable bruce willis gotta eat (laughs) gotta pay the bills Um, i feel like skyscraper though and i i could be wrong about this it could be a different script i feel like the script's been around a while like i've heard of a skyscraper maybe there's multiple skyscraper projects yeah. though um so it didn't sound but this happens a lot in hollywood there are scripts that are there just sitting on a shelf and right they, kind of, they did this with them um, i mean it wasn't a great film but it was um uh, the lost boys 2 that was originally going to be um werewolves and vampires in a surf movie mm-hmm. and they were like well let's just have vampires and let's make it lost Boom. boys 2 and it it wasn't a great movie but there are <laughs> scripts out there where they go let's just Let's shape this into something in this franchise, and let's do it. I watched the third one, too. I'm not a, an, uh, wait, there's a third there's one? A third I didn't one. even know that. No, come on. Corey Feldman's got to eat, man. Every, everyone's got to eat. Everyone's fucking hungry. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not great films, um, but I've, I've watched them because that's... Dwayne Johnson, the busiest man in Hollywood, also starring in a Robert Ludlum universe. Yeah. We touched on this last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... I mean, they are looking at it as potentially a... I mean, because obviously um, Ludlum is behind the Bourne books as well. Mm-hmm. So potentially there is the possibility of some kind of coexisting universe. I mean, it has crossover potential. I, I don't think that it's would, a good see, idea. That would be, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea, though, of Dwayne Johnson and Matt Damon. That would be ca- kind of cool. Maybe Dwayne Johnson could play Matt Damon because he's doing... <laughs> Pretty much everything um, but, else. I mean, listen, I haven't read the, these Robert Ledlam books, but I, yeah. I'm imagining... I, I wasn't imagining Bourne so much as, like, a Jack Reacher. Like, imagine Dwayne Johnson's mm. Jack Re- own Jack Reacher franchise. Yeah. Um, I like Jack Reacher. I mean, I'm so a big Tom I. Cruise fan anyway. I thought that movie got, you know, a lot of unnecessary shit. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Um... Dwayne Johnson, my hat's off to you. We are looking forward to Ballers, right? Did you watch Ballers on uh, HBO? No. Oh man! But I will Google ballers. Not, uh, the, again, that's that's I guess like your Lost Boys too. Not a great show, yeah, but entertaining. Uh, okay. An entertaining half hour each week on HBO. I so. do find the campaign for his um, his uh, latest movie with Kevin Hart um, very amusing. Um, a big Johnson and a small heart. Oh yeah, no, well, that, that's a great tagline. They've been relying on that one a little a little much, but yeah. um, but I don't know how that's going to translate outside of the US though, because in the UK, for instance, Johnson doesn't we don't refer to your penis as a johnson 
So you can't go a big penis and a small heart because that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Although that would be funny as advertising. They're going like, what? Eh? Um, but yeah, so I'll be interested to see what they do with that outside of the US. But in America, made me lol. So, okay. I like it. Sh- should, we, should we take some calls? Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll, we'll look at what people are saying in the chat as well. Oh, yeah. Why don't, why don't you look in the chat now? Okay. I just tweeted out the number. Uh, so check my, my Twitter feed for that number, 424-253-0504. Lovely. Uh, what, we, what are they saying? Well, okay, Zeno Hour says The Wards, which we were talking about earlier as, uh, as um, uh, uh, Carpenter movies. Uh, Amber Heard can't act and is savage. Lol. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible film. Um, Lonely Seahorse is saying, I kind of want Wingard's um, I Saw the Devil remake, which I Saw the Devil is an amazing movie. Love it. Absolutely amazing. Whenever I buy um, sort of friends uh, Christmas presents, I always send them that as a DVD because they won't have it. Nobody has it, um, but it's a great movie. So I absolutely agree. Um, Bad future, all in caps, Wingard. So I think we've got another endorsement from that. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street has the best for a reboot. I, you see, Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot that yeah. they did, I I didn't love it, but I didn't have a massive problem with it. You didn't have a massive problem with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? No, I mean it was that it was, was terrible. It was not a good movie, but I still quite enjoyed it. Um, I liked the vision. I would have been really interested to see what they would have done with that. I mean, I'd be absolutely happy to say it's not a good movie, but I would have been interested to see as a jumping off point where they could have taken it because it could have been very different to the Elm Street series that we know, which is flawed but massively entertaining. uh, Popcorn Talk, did we tweet out the number from your account? Okay, great. The number has been on the screen for quite some time. Oh, okay. Forgive me. I, 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 don't, I can't see things here. Quite all right. Um, all right. As we wait for a call, what else is going on in that uh, chat Gregory room? Gregory Castillo says, um, we got a Die Hard movie remake with John Cena um, called 12 Rounds. Good point. I actually think I think I saw 12 Rounds. It actually wasn't bad. Yeah, it's a film that got massively <laughs> overlooked. And I think it, in the UK, it went kind of straight to, to home entertainment. But it was uh, it was a solid action movie. It only got uh, two or three weeks in the in the theaters. And then it, it came out on home release. <laughs> and and it's, we have a huge 12 Rounds fan. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a, it's, I'm, it's John I'm Cena a, in the booth. I'm a so, wrestling fan. And okay, so I fine. know this crap. Uh, they did just release a sequel to it, though, that changed the whole idea of it. It's a cop with just 12 rounds in his gun trying to save the day, okay. which is which is kind of fun. So but each we do... bullet has to be very economical, right? Yep. We okay. do have a caller on the line. You're, you're on with Meet the Movie Press. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mike from New York calling again. How are you guys doing? Hey, how are you? Good. I just want to thank you guys again. You guys do a great show. Thank you. I love listening to it every week. You guys are probably the some of the smarter people around enjoy wow. listening. Um, couple of well, one one I got a hot take for you. Okay. Give it to us. Uh, all right. Everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, we're waiting for the superhero bubble to burst," right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. The bubble's already burst. That's the reality. It burst after Avengers: Age of Ultron only made one ninety one. Uh-huh. I would say last year, and everybody thinks like. The sky all falls at once. Everything goes downhill at once. It doesn't. This is a. This is it. We're we're going to see the downward slope. You can argue that we're already seeing the downward slope. The I mean, I, 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 I agree. I thought, I, I thought the Civil War numbers were actually a little suspiciously low. Yeah, me too. That was that was the same kind of thing. Like, I think this is all 
we're seeing it. People are getting tired. I asked you guys about, that's why I asked you guys uh, the other week about ticket sales, mm-hmm. because I want to know, like, what are the numbers? How many people are actually going to see this? And quite honestly, there's a point where I'm wondering now, you know, the reality, everyone keeps saying, geek, quote unquote, geeks have taken over the world, yada, yada, yada. I, I've never believed that. And in part, because I think if you really think about it, let's say the average ticket cost 10, you know, 10 bucks mm. and, uh, you know, made 181 million. So it's like, about 18 million people went to see it, and that's assuming that they're all unique, as in like individuals, as opposed to somebody went to go see it two or three times in the weekend. This is this is so, which movie? Huh? This is which movie is at 181 million? Oh, I was thinking for uh, Captain America: Civil War. Oh, okay. The opening weekend. Well, so I mean, oh, just opening like, week. But is it a case of the just, bubble bursting, or is it a case of the fact that the market is just overcrowded? Because if there's too much if you're basically you know sort of pissing in your own pool and you're kind of trying to spread the money out over a lot of movies whether you know whether you're sort of you know you've got Warner coming in you've got Disney coming in you know you've got other studios sort of putting their own stuff in there as well is it not the fact that the bubble hasn't burst it's just the fact that the bubble is kind of spread a little bit wider I see what you mean I I'm just I'm not sure I don't know because my can my concern my sort of feeling is that overall People enjoyed these movies. People really enjoyed the build-up to the first Avengers movie. There was a, mm. there was something in the air. There was a, there was a funness to it. There's a newness to it. And now that I mean, maybe it is in part because of the overcrowding, but I think it's also just the fact that, as I've always kind of been worried, these universes are getting just like in the comics. They're getting bloated. They're getting too much uh, continuity. I mean, and to I, a degree where your average, if your average audience member misses one movie, mm, they're not going to want, they right, might not want to go back, or new people might not want to get on because who? Some people are just like, I'm not going to watch 13 movies, so I can go watch one. But also, is it kind of the audiences? I say fault. I mean, fault's not the right word, but the fact that people do still, in large numbers, we can't deny that, turn out for these movies. And while you keep turning out for, for these films, these action movies, these superhero movies, the, the studio's going to go, well, it's making, if we're putting X amount into it and we're making X times 10, we're just going to keep making them. So is it kind of, it's, a, it's almost like a self-perpetuating situation. I see, uh, yeah, no, no, I see what you mean. I've, I've always thought... That okay, so this this kind of goes back to my whole you know geeks of not taking over the world theory. Right. In that, I think the reality is is that a lot of times you know I try to you know I I'm a teacher, I teach college, and a lot of times I talk to my students, and I am amazed and shocked by how many of them don't see these movies, don't really know about these movies, mm-hmm. and I consider them more like average moviegoers. So there's mm-hmm. a certain amount where I kind of wonder. Uh, was there ever really a general audience for these movies? Or has it always been just the quote-unquote geek crowd who goes out and sees these things and sees them multiple times? And it's not necessarily that it's permeating the general public in the same way. Okay, that's a really good that idea, we, That we all assume. Well, thank you for your call. Um, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, um, no, I, I, it's, it's well I know that when I, I go home to Boston, my, my high school friends... Do like you know, average thirty-two-year-old guys. They do not know about these movies. They don't yeah. care about them. Uh, my, you know, it's hard for my brothers to watch them. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, we're in a very weird bubble here in LA, where you know everything is sort of magnified mm. and given this uh, this hyper importance. But 
I don't know. You, you, again, you can't argue with the numbers. People are turning out. I just think that movies like Deadpool that are different yeah. um, will continue to, to stand out and do well. I think it's the kind of going back to the same characters over and over that will end up being dangerous. Yeah. And eventually one of those movies will bomb big time. Okay. Um, but yeah, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so we're getting some feedback in, All uh, right. in chats on that, actually. Uh, superhero movies will settle between 600 to 800 um, unless studios work together to space these movies out over the year. That's from, from Gregory in the chat. And I think that's really fair, actually. I mean, that's true. I don't, you know, I don't know what the rules are about that and collusion and that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're cannibal- cannibalizing each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, only the strongest will survive. That. There's a little bit of etiquette, you know, obviously, I mean, Avengers, you know, I'd say Avengers, Captain America gave, um, Batman breathing room a month, which gave that a chance to, to make as much money. And it's kind of like, there's nothing superhero wise coming out for a little while. So they are kind of spacing them out. But I just think, I mean, again, and this is endemic with yeah. There's, many there's other nothing. Franchises. There's nothing this summer, right? Not really. It's not until Suicide Squad, on, yeah, in Aug- which in is August, early August. Yeah. yeah. So you know, they are giving. There is that kind of after you etiquette right. going on, um, and we, we need to see that a bit more. I think with some of the Star Wars movies, because it's kind of like every twelve months, it's you know we don't want it to become mm-hmm. predictable, which is the big problem. Do we have any calls? No. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, Fast and Furious coming back to theaters? Did we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, it's the 15th anniversary of the first film in the franchise. 15th anniversary. Could wait that five years. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I am I mean, I do enjoy Fast and Furious as mm-hmm. a franchise. Um, I enjoyed the first film when it came out, went to see it in theaters. The um, first film is still the best film, isn't it? Well, the best as a film, as a movie, as far overall. As, as far as films in the franchise that are actually to do with cars, yes. It is the best film in the franchise. I think Fast and Furious is more of just an umbrella term because the later movies have a lot of cars in them, but it's very much moved away from that core value of it's about races, which admittedly you can only do so much with, and it kind of tailed off with Tokyo Drift. But, like, listen, Fast Five, Fast Six... I don't even know how many goddamn movies were up to Fast 7. Yeah. They were all entertaining. They yeah. all have crazy stunts. Yeah. Like, it was a good time at the movies, but, yeah. like, it's. I don't think that those are films that will endure. I, I think fa- the original Fast and Furious is by far the best movie in the franchise. You're saying otherwise. No, I think it's the best one in the franchise that's actually about cars, which is fundamentally what Fast and Furious is about. I mean, I do enjoy the later films, but they're great action movies. They're not car movies. And I, I forget car movie, action movie. It's just what do you? What's a better movie? What what do you? What would you rather watch two years from now? Um, yeah, probably the Fast and the Furious. Okay, you are right. Okay. Um, I yeah, I mean that is, but it's, <laughs> I had to think. I was like, is that the fourth one? <laughs> <laughs> many many Farsi Merry Furious. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I just don't think it needs a reissue. There are films, for instance, recently you've seen um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Top Gun getting limited releases to celebrate their anniversary. Those are like fun. Yeah, I mean, to me, those are classic. Because we didn't get a chance to see those in the theater. I did because I. You saw Ferris Bueller in I the theater. Saw, I snuck into a theater uh, in the UK. You're not to, that much older than me. No, I know. I was like twelve, um, and okay. I went to see it. I I snuck in, um, and it was fucking awesome. It was a first in the UK. We had a fifteen rated system. Uh, it's UPG uh, now twelve, uh, fifteen, eighteen, and I snuck in there. 
um, to, to watch a 15 movie. Uh, and that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the first 15 rated movie I ever saw. British rating system. Yes. Classification system. <laughs> Classification. Um, uh, I'll tell you though, Fast and Furious, I have really no desire to go out to a theater and pay to see that again. Something I could watch it at home. Yeah. But uh, when you leave one of those movies, you rip out of that parking lot. Of course you do. Like, there should be cops in movie theater parking lots whenever a Fast and Furious movie opens because yeah. that shit gets crazy. Um, nobody, nobody pays to exit the parking lot. Everybody goes through that barrier. They're like, fuck you, barrier. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, um, yeah, well, that went well. Uh, so, yeah, Fast and Furious coming back 15. I'm kind of like, okay, I'll watch it, but I'm not really psyched about that. Um, Disney yep. uh, making a live action Little Mermaid. Apparently, I mean, develop, they're developing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently they produced. Uh, they they've got in touch with some uh, major producers in Hollywood. They haven't named names, mm-hmm. but I, you see, I I'm, I'm a big fan of the Little Mermaid. I really love it as an animated movie, and it did have a huge effect. What is that? Not okay. No, I love the Little, the Little Mermaid, Mermaid too. I'm just imagining you putting on like a red wig and only on the weekends, aerialing out only on the weekends. Um, but yeah, so I I I would not be adverse to that but I do I'm starting to tire even though I'm very impressed by the Beauty and the Beast trailer mm-hmm. I'm starting to tire of the Disney thing of making their animated movies into live action movies I mean it's it's easy uh, it also makes sense it, it, this one it does make sense I don't know if easy, actually but... this one does make sense because Universal and Working Title are making their own yeah uh, with Chloe Moretz but then again that was supposedly supposed to start in March, and now it's May, and mm. there's still no additional casting. Uh, you know, I wonder if that hit a snag. I don't know. I mean, it's very much at the early stages. Obviously, they have approached producers, but I'm just kind of like, I don't... And this is part of the thing of cannibalizing. I'm just... I I love what Disney's doing right now. They're putting mm-hmm. out some really strong product. Not all of it. We'll get to Alice later. Um, but I just... I don't want them to dominate the market. I mean... And I'm... Why? You know, who, who who cares? Like, you know, I mean, well, I just, I just think, that, and this is an issue, sort of endemic in the industry. If you're one studio that's putting out movie after movie after movie after movie, there's only so many screens you can show these movies on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little, it's kind of a dick move. If you're one studio, and it would be, it would apply to Universal, it would apply to Warner. If you're a studio that's constantly putting out these big movies mm-hmm. that are kind of depriving the screens for other studios to put their stuff out because you can only get so many showings in a day, only so many screenings in a no, multiplex. That's, that's crazy, my friend. Come really? On. Yeah. So so they're pumping out movies that people want to see? But what's it the, what's it the harm in that? They, yeah. sh- they, should, they should let someone else have a turn with these screens? I think they're so. Depra- I think it, it, br- it just makes for a much broader industry. I just don't... No, I mean, if a, if a studio could, they'd have a big movie opening every month, so they have something in the top five of the box office year-round. Um, yeah, I just think it might make the, the movie landscape a little bit boring. Yeah, um, but yeah, little. Uh, I mean, again, Universal's Little Mermaid mm. was going to be directed by Sofia Coppola originally, uh, so there's that must mean there's a certain t- t- kind of script there. It's probably not a real Disney-fied script, so yeah. I imagine that Disney's version would be pretty different uh, from yeah. the Chloe Moritz version if they end up making it. Um, so, who would you like if you if this does happen? Who would you like to see cast in some of the roles? We've obviously talked about Chloe being cast in another version. Who would you want to? Who would you see as Ursula? Obviously, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. I would. I think she'd That's be pretty awesome. That's why I should be a studio executive. We have a call. I see okay, a call. Cool. cool. Hello. 
What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, it's Edgar and I'm from Boston. Hey. What what's up, big guy? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Uh Jeff, big fan of your work. When are we gonna get you on movie fights? Uh hopefully something's in the works. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh Simon. I've come around on you. I'm a big fan of yours, too, as He's well. Come around. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> thank, thank you, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Simon, you're not such an arsehole after all, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll take that. <laughs> Fuck it. It's a well, kind of I, compliment. I, I watched last week, and I, I probably wouldn't have a couple of weeks ago, but I've really come around. I'm a bit, I like your opinions, and I appreciate you guys. Thank S- you. Simon's a good man. I vouch for him. So what's up? Um... I don't even know. I just wanted to, I didn't think I'd get through. So this is kind of a weird situation. That, that, is, that is flattering. Let me ask you, have, uh, have you seen anything good lately since I ask everybody this? Um, well, I'm going to see the nice guys. Um, okay. I've seen Civil War. Um, I've pretty much seen the Jungle Book. Jungle Book really surprised me. Yeah. Really yeah. big fan of that. Uh, I didn't think I'd actually like that. Okay, so um, the nice guys is a really good. It's a great. Yeah, we movie. haven't really talked about it because I saw it the week. Yeah, um, you fucked off to a wedding yeah. last week. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the nice guys and, yeah. and uh, disappointing opening. It did eleven million. I mean, that's in line with predictions. Uh, it was Do you co- think that's more of a fact that they had Neighbors Two coming out, and it's such a weird? I agree that they definitely that they yeah. definitely seem to cannibalize each other. I like this word cannibalize. Thank you. Um, Clearly, but yeah, they're sort of aimed at the same audience. Um, tough one there. But it's uh, Neighbors Two didn't do well either. No, I I'm, saw Neighbors Two. What I did you think? Felt like I enjoyed it more than the first one. Really? Okay. I mean, it was it was very much the same thing, but I felt like, as far as the sequels go, it was a comedy sequel, which usually aren't that good. This is actually pretty good. I agree. It was, it was definitely one of the better comedy sequels that I've seen. Yeah. I liked Neighbors 2. I definitely did not like it as much as the first film, but I, I love the first film, legitimately. I, I, guess it's a, I guess it's a matter of whether you think it's a better movie or it's more entertaining. Right. Okay. Um, so... All right. Well, same thing could be said for Winter Soldier. I think I thought that was the better movie, but I think I found myself enjoying it more, uh, enjoying Civil War more in terms of overall entertainment. Listen, enjoy enjoy the nice guys. Uh, It's an interesting thing when people say, you know, what they enjoyed more and what they think is the better movie, and this this comes up a lot. I'm getting this a lot from talking to audiences right now, and it's it's really interesting that the better movie is not the more enjoyable movie. It's kind of an odd dichotomy that we're seeing in the market and this is endemic across superhero movies and other franchises as well mm-hmm. it's an interesting point listen have, have a good weekend enjoy the thank nice you. guys thanks yeah do thank we, you do we have another call yes we do you are on with meet the movie press Hello. what's your name and where are you calling from hi um i'm jacob hey jacob. From, up, jacob? Uh, minnesota all right cool what's up um well, I was just curious if you guys had uh, seen the new Deepwater Horizon trailer. Um, I, I actually did. I believe is when it came out. I actually did not. Yeah. I loved the the first Deepwater Horizon trailer, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I was sold on the movie then and there, and mm. so I didn't actually click on the second one this week. Did you, Simon? Uh, I. It's a movie that doesn't really excite me. I was. Oh, I'm excited. I was kind of the first trailer for me. It. It couldn't decide for for me personally whether mm-hmm. it was a kind of more of an action movie or more of a family drama, and I'm I'm really on the fence with that film. 
because I'm just. I, I think it could be a surprise Oscar contender. Really? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw See, myself that does out there. Surprise me. I'm yep. not. I thought the same thing about Lone Survivor and Peter Berg. Like, uh, I, I this is a, an incredible true story of mm. of real heroes. Uh, I think it could definitely, excuse me, strike a chord. Um, I think it's actually going to play really well in September. See, for me, it it hasn't it hasn't put anything out there at the moment where I'm going like shit. That's where I need to put my money. But I think that it's kind of personally playing to its favor because it hasn't put it all out there. I like I like the character intrigued. posters, dude. You have it's a good cast. Wahlberg, yeah, uh, Kurt Russell and Malkovich, yeah, and then people like Gina Rodriguez in her first kind of big studio movie, mm. and Dylan O'Brien. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that one, man. My so, interest is peaked, I, I, but I'm so I haven't seen the trailer. Did you did did you see it? Did you like it? Is it better than the first? What's up? Um, well, I mean, for me, in my opinion, I thought it was a really good trailer. I just. When I was watching that trailer, I really kind of got flashbacks of, like, it feels kind of like uh, from the same guy who directed Lone Survivor. Like, it feels, like, very similar to Lone Survivor, and I really enjoyed Lone Survivor, so I hope it's just as good, really. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling that it will be. Um, cool. So, yeah, thanks thanks for calling, man. Have a good weekend. A couple of things happening in the yeah, chat. You thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Um, uh so let's have a look. Uh, Film nerd Jamie says the Nice Guys was a bad weekend, and frankly, Gosling and Crow don't open movies, which is a fair argument. I absolutely no. I, th- I, I think it, it that is, he's right, but it's a shame because they work really well together. They do, and I would actually be interested in seeing a sequel. Um, so, what did you think of the Nice Guys? I thought it was okay. I I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised. There were things about it, and we we covered this last week. But there were things about it that didn't work for me, like the the scene with the bee. Um, in the dream sequence uh-huh. in the car did not work. Yeah, I they agree. should have brought Matt Bomer in way earlier. He was a great villain. Yeah, he came he out of nowhere. He was deliciously camp as an assassin. I love that. Um, I thought some of the female supporting roles were kind of not well written enough. Mm-hmm. They were very superfluous. I loved Ryan Gosling's daughter. Yeah, Angor- I thought Angor- she Angor- was great. Terrific. Um, and I kind of wanted more from Kim Basinger. To have yeah. her back on screen with Russell Crowe for the first time ending. since Ellie. She just kind of felt like she was dialing it like, in. Yeah, like sleepwalking. Yeah, like she just turned up on set for a couple of days and was like, blah, 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 yeah. read my things, and, here and, you go. Agreed. I could have seen someone go a little bit bigger with that performance. So yeah, that would have been better. kind of wasted. But I, as a film, I loved it. I thought the script was awesome. See, that? I thought the plot was weak, man. That That's the problem with the movie, is yeah. that... Yeah, the, it's like I, I want to spend time with these characters, but the the story that they're in was weak. For me, yes, I, I think it was it was moderately weak. But for me, it kind of felt like a film that, as you say, you'd welcome a sequel. It did feel like it was it was there to set up two or three movies and i would be okay with that yeah i don't think that's going to happen with these box office receipts which is a shame did we just lose a call we had a call and lost it sorry okay okay so Um, some uh, other things uh uh, gregory castillo says uh thought simon was going to suck but ended up being swell (laughs) are you reading your own fucking turns out everybody everybody thought i was we have a call we have a call uh welcome to meet the movie press what's your name where are you calling from hey uh this is will from memphis what's up will Hey, uh, well, first I wanted to thank Jeff for, you know, all his work on the show and at The Wrap. Uh, thank you, know, you. You will be missed by many. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you very much. And I guess I do have a uh, 
question. Uh, I was wondering if you've heard anything about Josh Boone's New Mutants movie that, and I guess specifically, I remember like Drew at HitFix had reported some casting attachments, mm-hmm. and then uh, like you know all the websites that aggregate that kind of news mm-hmm. ran with that. And then the very next day, I think it was noticed, did like a debunking story saying like we reached out to Fox and they denied it. Uh And so I guess specifically, I was wondering about like, couldn't you get a studio denial for just about any deal that might be early in the works? And like, how do you feel about running a debunking story, especially if you're Maybe not a. I, listen, I, I've been in that. Does I've totally been in that situation. I think it was this was like years ago, and Steve Zaitchek at the L.A. Times reported that Brett Ratner was going to direct Hercules, um, and they came to. I think his team came to me at their app, and they were like, "He's absolutely not directing Hercules." And then, like two years <laughs> later, he directs Hercules. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it, it it depends where the debunk is is coming from, and because I don't really, I never liked to do debunking stories. Um, it's more about like if an editor was sort of like, we got to get on the page with this, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, what is it's not true? Then they're like, then say it's not true, you know? Um, <laughs> oh right. <laughs> but they, I mean, a lot of projects go out to numerous directors. I mean, I I uh, I can't That's talk true. about it, but t- Turtles, the new Turtles movie, one of the first directors that was approached for that film was Paul King, who directed Paddington. Paul's uh-huh. a, a friend of mine. Um, uh, Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Great director. A, a great director. I mean, so these projects, you literally get studios who will sit in front of you. They'll get directors coming in and they'll say, what do you think? What do you think? Okay, fine. You go away. What? Next person comes in. Would you like to do this? So these things do go out to a lot of people. And a lot of the time, sometimes the projects don't happen or it doesn't go to that director. Mm-hmm. Directors come on to and leave projects. It's just a matter of the, like, you know, when those things get reported. Mm. So... You know, the trades are, are pretty good about that kind of stuff and waiting to see until someone's actually going to get the job. Then you have, you know, the blogs who, God bless them, I, I read them and love them. But, like, this week, we see, we, we even saw it with Halloween, where I think, I don't know if it was bloody disgusting or... or um, it was one yeah, of the... One of, was, yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, Mike Flanagan to direct Halloween. And then it was like, wait a second, is is, is Adam Wingard directing Halloween? It's like, well, what, you know, which is it, you know? So they, they, they do talk to lots of people about these things. So, I mean, there's they, they, a lot of people also debunk because they want to basically control. And we had this again a couple of weeks ago with um, the casting of Han Solo. You know, they just, they either stay silent or they debunk just because they want to basically go, ta-da, here's the new baby. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, a lot of those things are like favors where, like, the publicist yeah. or someone is trying to actively deny a story but doesn't want to go on the record themselves. Mm. And sometimes, you know? that you know, it can be at a really intricate part of the negotiation process. Right. And they're just literally putting pen to paper. Right. And, you know, an announcement or, or you know, or, some, or an announcement coming out unofficially can kind of fuck that up. Sure. So... So yeah, no, and that was an right. interesting question, though. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks for calling in. We, we appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for well, listening. Thanks, uh, illuminating response as always. Uh, <laughs> awesome, thank you. <laughs> That's us. Everyone's so illuminated. You're very um, illuminating. There are a few uh, more news stories, and then I just want to talk about some movies too. Sure. Uh, National Treasure Three, you said. Yeah. Something? Apparently, Nick Cage was saying this week. Um, I think this is off the back of him pushing one of his movies at Cannes recently. Yeah. Um, apparently, there is a script. There's been a script for National yeah. Treasure for a long time. <laughs> They've been working on the script for twelve 
12 years. I mean, that, I mean, it's fuck. It's so long since National Treasure came out. I think I had hair uh-huh. when that, <laughs> when, that, when that movie came out. That's um, a great joke. You get to, thank the, you. you get to keep that in your thank back you. pocket for, I know. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I just don't, I think audiences have, I mean, I love the first two National Treasure movies, but Nick Cage was saying they're did basically, really? they got the script. Yeah, I mean, they're fun. I mean, they're bullshit, but they're fun. And um, they did good box office as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, Nick Cage was saying, we want to fact check. I went, well, the first two kind of are, they're not documentaries. They are, their factual accuracy is kind of debatable. So I'm like, you're not, you're not making... I would uh, the news, Nick Cage. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that movie until I saw how Inferno did with Tom yeah. Hanks. Um, because uh, I don't know. If that, yeah, that. I don't know if that'll do well, and I just don't know if Nick Cage is is a studio mm. lead anymore. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of out there. Um, and Wesley Snipes this week said that he's up for Blade Four. <laughs> you bet. Like, you bet he's up for yeah, Blade Four. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is up for going to fucking Ralph's to do my groceries. He's got nothing to do. <laughs> Are you, you know? actually hiring? Because I am unemployed. Like yeah. I will. <laughs> I will buy your groceries. <laughs> Jeff Schneider is Blade. Uh, yeah, Wesley, you know, I, I, I actually love the original Blade. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're good. And I, I, I love Wesley Snipes, but we don't, we don't need another. I, I enjoy I like the Blade character, Trinity. actually. Yeah. The TV show was not great. There was a TV show? Yeah. Holy I think it ran for two seasons. Holy. It was on Spike. Yeah, it was on Spike. That, no wonder I didn't see it. <laughs> Neither did anybody right, else. Well, uh, and then, the, you know, I'll tell you what movie I mm. am uh, excited about that is okay. coming together. Uh, the untitled Firefighter movie, uh, formerly known as No Exit. Yeah. Um, this week, I guess, Taylor Kitsch and Jeff Bridges are joining. Josh Brolin and Miles okay. Teller. Teller and Kitsch and Brolin and Bridges. That's that's a movie. It is a movie. But I also like the idea of Taylor and Kitsch. <laughs> Oh, did, that I, would did be, I say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would, that would be awesome. Tell, t- I said Teller. Teller and Kitch. Oh, Teller and Kitch. Um, yeah, I, I would be very much on board for that. I just that. wonder who's going to be the lone survivor here, because I think it's like about 20 firefighters who go into the, like, the woods and one comes out alive. I'm going with The Rock. <laughs> He's always a survivor. It's like, hang on, there's a burning building. Fuck, The Rock's in it. Collider also has a report that uh, Rosa Salazar is going to star in Battle Angel Alita for Robert Rodriguez and producer James Cameron. Okay, that I'm could be I'm not super familiar with her work, but yeah, she was in the Maze Runner movies, I believe. Um, so there's already some Fox synergy there. Yeah. Oh, someone asked uh, on the show last week, we had a caller who was yep. talking about um, MIB 23. Okay. Or, yeah. Yep. Um, and I got to speak to James Bobbin. James Bobbin. James Bobbin. James Bobbin this Bobbin. week. Uh, I did an interview with him for IGN for Alice Through the Looking Glass. And I asked him about whether... It's still early days on the project. So they've got, they've got a script. Mm-hmm. But I was like, is Will Smith coming back? Is Tommy Lee Jones coming back? He's like, eh, it's, like eh, it's early days. Yeah. And I'm like, what about... And I presented the idea that was given to us on the show last week. Uh, what about Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. And he didn't... He didn't totally dismiss that. Okay. So I think, and I, I kind of sold the idea to him, and he was like, well, nothing's in stone. We're looking at lots of ideas. And Was this an idea of yours or something that you actually no, heard that you were vetting? No, it's someone who called in on the show last week and was like, perhaps that would be a good way to take it forward. And I think it would I work mean, really, really it, well. Because it would. if you've got Tatum and Hill, and then you've got Key and Peele, yep. I think that would be a really good duo, and you could do a lot of stuff with that. I agree. Here's the thing, though. And Will Smith probably won't come back, if we're realistic. Uh, no, I know. I don't think he's, so. he's coming back. Um, I think Timely Lee Jones said goodbye a, a <laughs> while ago. But, uh, well, shit, what was I going to say? I, I just, I, if I'm Key and Peele, I would be wary of being Key and Peele all mm. the time. You know? Yeah. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff together, and you know, uh, obviously, I want to see them work together again. Yeah, 
but they may need some time just going off down their own respective paths. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good idea. I think that would not that if that hit the big screen and that happened, that would not be that would be a great movie. Yeah. Talking of great movies, a yeah. um, couple of big releases this weekend. Yeah, we're going to end weekend. with movies. We're done with the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to talk about some movies now and then uh, say goodbye. So X-Men and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Let's talk about Alice first since okay. I didn't see it. I hated the first film. There's not yeah. a chance. You couldn't pay me money to see the sequel. I got Maybe paid. Maybe you could, though. Maybe well, you could. I got, I, <laughs> I got paid to see the sequel. Okay. Um, I did not like the first film. Uh, it, it, it annoyed me. It made my piss curdle. It was that annoying. And I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp, but uh-huh. I just, the hatter set everything, set my so, little, what hairs that I have, it dude, set them on end. It is a garish, obnoxious, annoying movie. So yeah. how is the sequel? Is it better or worse? It's better. For me, okay. it's better. But that's like going, well, you know, would you rather be punched in the balls or punched in the face? Right. This, for me, it had, and I think this is because of James Bobbin, um, it, it it's has, the balls for me, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, balls, balls of steel. It has um, <laughs> it. It's more of a Python feel to this, and I think a big benefit for it is Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay, who has worked with um, uh, uh, James previously. He's worked with Johnny Depp previously. He, as time, really adds a nice touch to the movie. There are lots of people. Uh, Helen Bonham Carter is great again. Anne Hathaway is very wasted. Alice is is fine, but neither here nor there. Yeah, what an afterthought. Has, has a character ever been a bigger afterthought in their own movie? Yeah, I just... <laughs> like, this is like... You think Alice in Wonderland, you think Johnny Depp. Yeah. You think Helen Bonham Carter. You, you don't, don't think, think Alice. Alice. No. <laughs> and, you know, it, I think as a character, she's, she's drawn better in this film than she was in the first one. But mm-hmm. it, it didn't... It, it didn't put me off. It didn't annoy me. It's not going to win any more fans to the franchise. And I think Disney are very much looking at this as, as being a bit of a cash cow and possibly looking at a third movie. Okay. What they're going to do, I don't know. Um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the first film, and I actually did enjoy it and take a number of things away that were very entertaining. But All is right. it a good movie? No, it looks brilliant. Wait for DVD? No, I would actually say go and see it in theatres because I think the scape, it, you have to see it on a big screen with great sound. Otherwise, it's going to lose some of that magic. So visually, it's a great experience. So we mar- mark you down as recommending the Alice in Wonderland sequel. Is that what I'm hearing? I would recommend to watch it in theatres. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> it's, it's not a four-star movie. Spe- speaking of uh, movies. X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I don't know. Are you going to recommend that too? Holy crap. No, I, That's well, a way for DVD if there ever was one. Well, yes, you, absolutely. I think that that is very true. But compare it to Days of Future Past, which really did not do it for me. It left me cold. Oh, I found I it quite Days boring. Of Future Past too. Both I enjoyed this are... more. It's massively flawed. I thought Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse is very... A waste. He reminded me. I love it. Did my you boy. see um, kind of a shit horror movie in the 90s, Wishmaster? Yes, I did. Yes. He reminded me of the gin in I, that. Dude, I have a fucking autograph from Kane Hodder on what? a napkin. Oh, no, no, wait. Wait, no. For, uh, Robert England. It's Robert England who played the, the Wishmaster, I right? Can't, I can't remember who it was, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's Freddy Krueger, oh, okay. I believe. No? So, um, but anyways, yeah. it says, be careful what you wish for on a napkin in my childhood be bedroom. Be careful what you so wish for. So I've definitely for. seen Wishmaster. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I had, I had to brag he, about that autograph. Whenever he was talking, it just reminded me of the gin. In Wishmaster. It was... I, I did not like him as a villain. I kind of enjoyed... I like Quicksilver. Quicksilver was great fun. It was a good scene, yeah. I kind of thought people like Jennifer Lawrence just kind of walked through the Dude, movie. I, oh, my God. Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. I 
did I don't not... know what's worse, this or the, or the Mockingjay films. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I, I just this... as a film, it, it entertained me. But Jeez. is it a good movie? It's not a good movie. Jennifer Lawrence is like a non-entity in this movie. Um, so I don't know. I, I liked scenes. I liked the the stuff in the woods with yeah. Magneto's family. I liked yeah. uh, when when Apocalypse shows up at his uh, workplace. Yeah. Um, I thought some yeah, of the CGI the whole, was was bad. Whole, some mess. of the CGI was really mess. bad, and some of the mess. scenes where they were in the battlefield just did not. It didn't look finished. Yeah, not, to me. not a great weekend for wide releases. Um, I'll but it's you- done well internationally. It's done really well. You know, so audiences are, are flocking to see it. But they're flocking. Um, I'll tell you what I did see. So I have obviously had the week uh, home. You have on my couch yeah. watching a lot of movies. I caught up on some classics. Cool, like Stanley Kubrick's The Killing. Very nice. And I also watched Killer's Kiss, and I watched a French movie called Serial Killer 1. Okay. You'll notice all those movies have kill in the title. Yes. <laughs> so what, 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 what was uh, in your mind this week? <laughs> but no, uh, but the movie that I would recommend that, that just came out on iTunes is Cash Only. Okay. I guess it was at Fantasia Fest, or Fant- I don't know if it was Fantasia Fest, Fantastic. There's so many festivals um but uh it's like this gritty crime movie set in detroit mm. uh mostly with an albanian uh, like you know albanian characters though they speak in english uh it was pretty badass okay i like those kind of foreign crime movies because they do them better overseas so yeah cash only check it out it's a poster on you know if you go to itunes movies page you will not be able to miss the poster couple of interesting things coming up on Netflix um, in the next couple of weeks. Including the do-over. S- yeah. It's out today. I'm going to yeah. go home and watch it. But there's a couple of good things coming up on Netflix. <laughs> a couple of good things. A couple okay. of good things. Uh, Spotlight is going to be on Netflix Ooh, uh, next okay. month. So if you haven't seen Spotlight, you should absolutely add that to your Bloodline's out today, too. Yeah, I've Bloodline heard good things about too. that. I like Bloodline. Yeah, Check that a lot out. of people are very excited about that. Uh, just some final stuff in the chat room. Yep. Uh, Dylan is saying that he saw um, Days of Future Past three times in two weeks <laughs> at the theatre. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Dylan. Yeah. Um, uh, a retroactive is saying, I liked Apocalypse, but the four horsemen were very underused. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, and also people saying that they thought um, Apocalypse was good, but the final act really let it down, which I think is fair. It just, that final coda did not work for me. It just was... It, it entertained, but it I didn't leave feeling exhilarated. And yeah, I think, well, considering what's gone before it, I it was lackluster. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Here, here's uh, t- here's to a brighter future for Brian uh, Singer. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he, he needs to step needs back to from X Men. Just go do other movies. Something else. He's doing Twenty Thousand Leagues, which could be cool. Um, all right, that'll could probably be. do it for our yeah. show, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, man. I I didn't want to. Let you down. Didn't want to let the, the our fans down. Well, thank you. So it's good to be uh, reunited, and uh, and I will be here next week, and then I'm going on a little bit of a vacation with the family. Nice. So, uh, so your yeah, family will... or just a family? Just just any any family. Cool. Just okay, take fine. me. Good. Uh, I am uh, Jeff Snyder at at the Inn Snyder. I am available for hire. <laughs> Studios, production companies, agencies, management firms. Uh, I am Showbiz Simon on Grocery. Twitter at Showbiz Simon. <laughs> I am also available for hire. Uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs. Um... <laughs> I set him up for that one, Thank folks. You. And uh, later today, I am going to be taping the Schmodown over a Collider video nice uh, against Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. That'll be up in a month. Uh, yeah. Hey, have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy the apocalypse and, and the long holiday weekend. Yeah! Oh, All right. Day off. Three-day weekend. Nice work. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.